Hello, welcome to the Elemental Entrepreneurship Podcast, where we discuss the earth, air, fire, water, and spirit elements of building a thriving, successful, creative business and life. I'm your host, Sarah. And today on the podcast, we're talking about a phenomenon that I've noticed in some of the members of the Elemental Entrepreneurship Coven, my business building membership, and uh, also on Instagram a bit, which is brilliant people, talented people, people who have spent years studying and practicing a craft and spent thousands of dollars gaining skills and practicing those skills and sometimes getting certified in things. And then when it comes time to package an offer and sell it, say, I don't have anything. I'm not good enough yet. I'm not ready yet. I need to take more trainings first. I don't think that anyone is going to want to learn that from me. And I think there's something wrong there. I don't think that that is actually a knowledge problem. I feel like there's something else going on there that tells us that despite the fact that we have spent years learning, studying, and practicing something, that we are not capable of sharing it with someone who is maybe a beginner or hasn't learned as much as we've learned. That doesn't seem like a knowledge problem to me. I think that is, in elemental terms, a water problem. I think there's some emotional stuff kind of gunking up the works between uh, acquisition and share, between learning and teaching. And that's what we're talking about today. This episode is taken from an Instagram Live, so you'll hear me directing questions to people and answering people's responses in this. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, please join me over there at Intuitive Edge Coaching. That way, if I go live and have conversations over there, that way you can be a part of them. I would love to talk with you. I share all kinds of other stuff there as well. Um, We're going to be getting even more deeply into this topic uh, at my upcoming air cancer. (laughs) It's a Gemini cancer season crossover. It's on the solstice. So it's an air and water workshop. It's called using your why to overcome self-sabotage. And we're going to be talking about how we can get out of fear of visibility and stuckness and procrastination and overwhelm by shifting into air, by using our heart chakra, by connecting to why we care so much about doing the work that we do and helping people and how that can help us get out of these stuck places that tell us that we're not ready to launch yet. You can join me there on the 21st. It's only 39 bucks, June 21st, 39 bucks. And there will be a replay available if you can't make it live. The link for that is in the show notes. It's also in my bio on Instagram. So if this episode resonates for you and you want to dive a little more deeply into this topic and um, maybe do a little shifting with me, please join me there on the 21st. All right, let's get into the episode. Hello, friends. Yesterday and today, I have been posting about what could you teach right now with no prep. If somebody were to ask you to just give a talk for 30 minutes on something, what could you just riff about? And I've gotten some really brilliant, amazing answers. And then I've also had a couple of people be like, nothing, which is decidedly untrue. 
It's just not true. There's 0% chance that you have lived to adulthood and you know nothing that you could talk about for 30 minutes. It's, I just, I'm sorry, you're lying. You might be lying to yourself, but you definitely lie. So here's the deal. I made this post and I said that it's likely that your brain is an unleveraged investment account. At the very least, it is under leveraged, if not unleveraged. So we know how investment accounts work, right? You put a little bit of money in and then um, you let it sit and um, you let it sit and you let it sit and you let it sit and you let it sit over time. And maybe you add little bits to it over and over. You keep adding little bits. And then one day you look and that investment account is worth way, way more than what you've put in. That's how investment accounts work, right? Your brain is just like that. And as you're making these small donations, these small deposits into your investment account, they don't feel like a lot at the moment, most of the time, right? Most of us, if you have like a 401k or you have some type of investing that you're doing, you put 10% of your sales into a savings account. Um, it doesn't feel like a huge amount. It might feel so small that um, it basically feels like you're not doing really anything. You're not really saving anything. But then when you look back at how much has compounded between what you've saved and the addition of interest, it suddenly looks like so much. And you're like, holy shit, how did that happen? That's what your brain is like. You are full of knowledge that you've learned, gathered, and acquired a little tiny bit at a time. And because you have been experiencing time linearly and gradually, which is not how time exists, it's just how we experience it, um, we've been experiencing it linearly and gradually, you may feel like you just haven't learned that much. But if you were to really step back and look at the whole of the knowledge and wisdom that you've acquired, you'd be like, oh shit, I actually know a lot, like a lot, a lot, especially compared to someone who knows nothing on this topic. So, for example, I play piano, right? Not super well anymore, but I did technically take piano lessons for like a long time, more than a decade, long ass time took piano lessons. Now, at, at a time, I was, I was pretty good and I can read sheet music and I know basic music theory. Um, I could not right now today play piano professionally as like a concert pianist at Carnegie Hall. I could not do that. But I could teach children piano lessons. Um, I could even teach an adult beginner. And I have. Uh, it's just that all the books I have are for kids because I have all my own books from when I taught. And in fact, I have taught children's piano lessons back when I was a freelance arts hustler and just leveraging every single thing I could possibly leverage to make money. I taught kids piano lessons. Now, there's a difference there, right? We feel it. I couldn't go play professional concert piano at Carnegie Hall. That is not what's required to teach children piano lessons. They don't give a fuck. And if a, a parent is signing their kid up for piano lessons, they don't necessarily need their kid's piano teacher to be a Carnegie Hall level concert pianist. They just need someone who their kid likes, who's competent, who will entertain their damn child for a period of time while they do other shit. Really, that's all the parent cares about. No, 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 no. Sorry, cat attacking thread. So I taught kids piano lessons. And 
Um, a lot of the time, my only thing that I needed to be was one week ahead of the kid I was teaching. One week ahead of the kid. That's all I needed to be in terms of lessons, right? So I can just brush up, make sure that I know, oh yeah, this week I'm teaching them how to hold their hands on the keys. This week I'm teaching them, you know, where middle C is. This week week I'm teaching them um, how to do a C scale. This week I'm teaching them how to do it with the left hand. We're doing fucking Mary Had a Little Lamb. I'm teaching them what a staff is. I'm te- Right as I'm saying it, if you don't know anything about music, you're like, well, I don't know what any of these things mean. I don't have to be a world-class pianist to teach an absolute beginner. In fact, probably a few years worth of piano lessons. And sometimes when I talk to people about like, what could you teach and monetize right now? And people say nothing. What they think I'm asking is, could you play professionally at Carnegie Hall? That's not what I'm asking. What I'm asking is, what what are you one week ahead of your students on? What could you teach? If somebody knows nothing about one of your favorite subjects, maybe not even something you studied formally, but something that you personally just like nerd out about. If somebody knows nothing about it and they come to you and they say, hey, t- like break this down for me. And suddenly you go into like a fucking fugue state and talk for an hour and just nerd out about this thing that you love and are passionate about because you've spent so much time being involved and invested in it. There's something that you know right now that's in your brain right now that you could teach, that you could share, that would benefit someone else. There's also the you-ness of you. So yeah, there are a lot of people who could teach kids piano, but that the it factor that, um, that parents are looking for is, does my kid like you? And my students, my little babies at the time, they liked me. They liked having lessons with me. They liked piano time with Miss Sarah. I was nice to them. I was friendly. Kids find me funny. I like them. They like me. Um, Not all kids, but those kids. Now, if that kid hadn't liked me, I wouldn't be the best piano teacher for them. What works is that they liked me. Similarly, with this bit of information that you have in your head, there may be a lot of other places that people could learn it, but people will like you. Your people will like learning it from you because they like you. They like your sense of humor. They like your personality. They like the way that you explain things. You have a similar frame of reference to them. You have a similar way of speaking to them. Or maybe they just find you interesting and cool and they want to learn from you. People want to learn from you. Your people want to learn from you. There's 7 billion people on the planet. There's at least 130,000 who want to hear your information from you. And my point of all of this is that a lot of us, especially those of us who are either entrepreneurs or want to be entrepreneurs, are counting ourselves out and not launching something that we could make a lot of money from because we're all caught up in, I couldn't play professionally at Carnegie Hall. We're comparing ourselves to the best in the world. We're comparing ourselves to what we consider to be the height of professional success. And we're assuming that in order to make any money, 
we would have to be that. We don't really assume that. We're just telling ourselves that. It's a weird hiding thing. But we're like, oh, yeah, in order for me to be successful, I'd have to be as good as that. And because I am not that, then I shouldn't try to offer my information, my skills, my gifts, and my talents to anyone until I'm that. Where does that come from? It's not true. It's not true. And no one else requires that of us. There is no one, especially not a beginner who wants to just like learn information. They're not sitting there thinking, "Mm, if I'm what, I mean, maybe some people are, but like thinking, if I'm going to learn this, I want to learn it from the best in the world. That's not usually the mindset of a beginner. The mindset of a beginner is usually, if I'm going to learn this, I want to learn it from someone who doesn't intimidate me. If I'm going to learn this, I want to learn it from someone who makes me feel really comfortable and safe and like it's attainable. And in fact, the person who is the best in the world would probably be very intimidating to an absolute beginner, and they probably wouldn't feel as comfortable making mistakes in front of that person as they would making mistakes in front of someone who's like, hey, I'm not the best in the world, but I can show you how to do this. I can get you started. And from here... You can practice a whole bunch, and then you can go to the next level of teacher up from me, right? My entire goal when I was teaching piano was to get my students as far as I could take them and hand them off to someone better than me. That was my goal. That was my goal. My goal isn't that I have to be the best in the world, and then I need to keep you with me forever and ever and ever. That's would be about my ego, right? Not about me being a teacher. My goal as a teacher is to give you all of the information I can possibly give you and then hand you off to someone who can take you the next step farther. So if we think about our own knowledge like this, right? This investment account, there is something that you've been learning over time that you have in your head right now that you may be counting out or dismissing because you're looking at how far you have to go in your own opinion, or like how much more you would have to learn in order to compete with the person you think is the best in the world, as opposed to looking back and considering how much more information you have than an absolute beginner. If someone were an absolute beginner at this thing, what would they need to know? How would you teach it? How would you break it down? Maybe you learned it in a way where you're like, oh, I learned it such a hard way. There are a lot of things I feel as a squiggly brained person um, that I learned such a hard way. I was terrible at math, like to the point that I had like math trauma and it made me cry. I was terrible at math in school. And then uh, I was married for a time to someone who was very, very good at math, who was also into music and into money. And I am into music and into money. And when I was with them, they taught me math through the lens of music and money. And I was like, why isn't math taught like this? If in school someone had taught me math through music theory, I would have loved math. But no one ever taught it to me in a way that made sense to my brain. So if I were ever going to teach someone math, I would certainly do it that way. That's a unique perspective. That's a way of approaching the subject matter that is unique to me, that is very marketable, leverageable, sellable. I would never do such a thing, but theoretically... That's a subject that I think is taught all wrong. So if I were going to teach it, I would teach it different. Business is a subject that I took a lot of time learning. And I was like, everything about this is taught wrong. 
If I'm going to teach it, I'm going to teach it different. Doesn't mean I'm the best in the world at business. I don't have an MBA, but I saw a place where like, I do have a lot of business knowledge and the way that it's taught doesn't appeal to me. And the way that it's taught in most places doesn't appeal to me. And if it doesn't appeal to me, then I know that it doesn't appeal to people who have a similar way of thinking about the world as I do. And so I just packaged it up in my way and went, I can teach you the beginnings of business in a way that won't suck for you. Here, this is my idea. What do we think about this? As employees, we're taught that our labor is what's going to make us money. A CEO mindset shift to step into is that your ideas are what can make you money. Your knowledge is what can make you money. You have something right now in your head that you know how to do, that you have an interesting way of looking at, that just through you being you, you have a unique perspective on, that you could teach, that you could bundle the recording of you teaching and you could sell over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And everyone who is interested in learning that thing and vibes with you would probably buy it. So when I say that your brain is an unleveraged or underleveraged investment account, what I mean is why did you spend all this time learning this shit if you're never going to make any money off of it? There are lots of things we can learn and not leverage financially. But if your goal is to be an entrepreneur, why are you counting out all of the knowledge you have? Why are you counting out how much more you know right now, how ready you are right now to share your journey with someone at the very beginning of theirs? You know enough right now to teach a beginner. 100% do. Zero question about it. It's not a question. It's a statement. You definitely do. So tell me in the chat, if you're here right now, what is something that you could teach an absolute beginner? Here's how you get started on blank. Give me, give me some, what you got. I know y'all got some. Tell me in the chat. Tell me in the chat. How to teach a child to read. Amazing. Amazing. Now it doesn't mean you have to monetize that, but there is no reason that you couldn't live teach a class on how to teach a child to read, charge $97 for it, put it online and sell the living shit out of it. You could put an ad to it. You could run a funnel. Here's a class on how to teach a child to read. Everybody with kids might be like, Ooh, I've never thought about how I'm going to teach my kid to read. That sounds great. Video editing. Amazing. That's something I would probably take. I don't know really how to edit videos. There is something that you know right now that you could leverage, that you could sell, that you could make a lot of money off of with very little effort, very little. Live, teach it one time. Package that up. Run a funnel to it. You could sell it. Now, it may not, want, it may not be your passion necessarily. It may not be what you want to do for the rest of your life. We get into a little bit more... Um, uh, a, a different area when we're talking about, yes, and how do we marry that thing with our deepest passion? But also, sometimes we don't necessarily need to be focused on our deepest passion. We need a revenue stream. Not something that we work on for years, not a whole new business, just a revenue stream. There may be something that you could teach right now that you could passive incomeify that could start bringing money in 
to give you space to leverage and focus more on the stuff that you want that's your passion. But even in terms of the stuff that you're doing that's your passion, like Joe said, video editing, just dance teacher. So if it was video editing for dancers, that could be a revenue stream that not only is something you could teach right now, but there are so many dancers out there who constantly need video work done, who would pay a little bit of money to learn from another dancer because something dancers all experience, I know y'all know this as dancers on the chat, um, is that like if a non-dancer edits your video, they like zoom in or edit things that are not important to dancers. I'm thinking of like stuff I've done where like a dancer is like balanced in releve, in passe, on one leg doing something and they like zoom in on your face and you're like, this is not what's important as a dancer. I want to see the balance. I want to see the body. Dancers would love to be able to have the skill to edit their own dance videos without having to hire and pay someone or having to deal with editors who don't understand what a dancer is looking for. That is a marketable product for a dance teacher and a dancer to sell that would both bring in revenue and expose you as a dancer and teaching artist to a whole new group of dancers who may then take your dance classes because they liked learning video stuff from you. Those can feed each other. Monica said how to teach a child to read. Monica owns a kid's dance program. So it could be something that is how to teach your child to read using creative movement and play. I don't know. I just made that up where it's like blending those two things together. And then all of a sudden you have both a new revenue stream and this whole new group of parents who know you and your work through this side thing that you taught. Not to teach forever, not a whole new business, but I'm just saying there's something that you have right now, probably something related to your main field that you could tear off the stack, teach and leverage, right? Leverage it. When we're talking about leveraging an investment, right? Pulling some money out of your Roth IRA to buy your first home. I put this little bit in, I compounded a bunch of interest. I can take it out now and use it to get another asset. You have been acquiring all of this knowledge. You could take a little piece out now, package it and sell it to create another investment, another asset. Something to think about. Not about working harder, not about spending years developing way, way, way more skills, not about getting to the highest level of proficiency. There is something you have in your head right now that you could be making money off of. My guess is, if you're not, that it's because you're counting yourself out. You're telling yourself you're not ready yet. You're not good enough yet. You right? Going back to my piano example, you're not good enough to play concert piano at Carnegie Hall. So why would you teach a beginner? It's cognitive dissonance. It doesn't make any sense. It's not true. All we need to know to teach someone is just a little bit more than what they know. That's it. That's all that required. That's required. Where did we get the idea from that in order to share, we have to be the best in the world? that we have to have mastery. Where did that idea come from? And is it true? It's a water issue in elemental entrepreneurship terms. That's a, that's an emotional thing, right? That's a, a perfectionism thing. It's a self-protection mechanism. 
It allows us to stay small and stay hidden. It's comparison. It's scarcity. No one's going to want to learn from me if I can't objectively prove that I'm the best in the world. But we don't feel that way when we consume things from other people. I, as a consumer, don't think, well, if this person's not the best in the world, I don't want to learn from them. That's not a criteria I'm thinking about. So where did we get that idea from? And how do we let that shit go so that we can get out of our own way and start sharing information with people who would love to learn from us? Something to think about. I'm going to leave this up on my page. I would love to hear your thoughts in the comments. I'd also love for you to go back and answer the question, what could you teach right now today um, with no prep? If you had to teach something today, what would it be? You could just give somebody information, a beginner information. What would it be? Um, you probably have like 10 of them at least. I don't know anybody who's on the chat who doesn't have like 10 things they could teach right now today with no prep. Um, if you feel like you do have a lot of stuff that you could potentially be doing, but you resonate with this idea that you count yourself out and you tell yourself you're not good enough and you talk yourself out of sharing. I'm going to be teaching a workshop on the solstice on the 21st. It is the crossover from air to water, from Gemini to Cancer, and it is the perfect time to have this conversation. The workshop is called Using Your Why to Overcome Self-Sabotage. So we're going to be talking about how we can use um, the clarity of our vision and um, the love that we have for people and for our subject matter to lift us up and out of self-defeating emotions and behaviors in relationship to our business, our knowledge, the things we want to share, using your why to overcome self-sabotage. It's on June 21st. It's at 11 a.m. It's 39 bucks. The link is in my bio now. You can sign up and there will be a replay if you can't make it live. It's a Tuesday morning. And, uh, yeah, that's all I've got to say. I'm going to go try to finish making this costume that I'm supposed to wear in just a few hours because procrastination, ADHD brain. Hooray. Have a lovely Saturday. Okay. Love you. Bye. That's our episode for today. Thank you as always for being here and for listening to the podcast. I know there are so many things that you could be doing with your time. So many things you could be listening to. It is an honor that you choose to be here. Connect with me on Instagram at intuitive edge coaching, or join my Facebook group unstuck group to suggest topics or people that you'd like to hear me interview on this show. Have a great day.